today I would like to talk about the King Leopold II of Belgium and his connection to imperialism in Africa. Leopold II was the King of Belgium from 1865 to 1909. The country of Belgium itself was only about five years old at the birth of Leopold II, who became the eldest surviving son of Leopold I, first King of the Belgium. Keen on establishing Belgium as an imperial power, he led the first European efforts to develop the Congo River Basin, making possible uh, the formation in 1885 of the Congo State, the next in uh, 1908 as the Belgian Congo and now the Democratic Republic of the Congo. He played a significant role in the development of the modern Belgian state. He was also responsible for widespread atrocities committed under his rule against his colonial subjects. A word that Belgian neutrality maintained during the Franco-German War was imperiled by the increasing strength of France and Germany, and because of Leopold's desire to acquire wealth, he decided to establish an African colony at a time when the great European scramble for Africa was underway. Leopold hosted an international conference of explorers and geographers in the Royal Palace in Brussels in 1876. Several years later, he hired the explorer Henry Morton Stanley to be his man in Africa. For five years, Stanley trailed up and down the immense waterways of the Congo River Basin. Belgium's government felt that colonies would be an extravagance for a small country with no navy or merchant marine. Despite this, Leopold persuaded first the United States and then all the major nations of Western Europe to recognize a huge threat of Central Africa, broadly the same territory as the modern-day Democratic Republic of the Congo is his personal property. He called it the Congo Free State. The king then embarked on an ultimately successful effort to make a vast fortune from his new possession. For some years, Ivory was a principal source of the great wealth that Leopold and his associates drew from the new colony, the spoil of which was brutal and cruel. By the early 1890s, a new source of riches had appeared. A worldwide rubber boom was underway. One lucrative source of wild rubber was the Landophobia vines in the great Central African rainforest. And no one owned more than that area than Leopold. Detachments of his 19,000-man private army, the first public, would march into a village and hold the woman hostage, forcing the men to scatter into the rainforest and gather a monthly quota of wild rubber. As the price of rubber sold, the quotas increased. All other parts of the economy, from road building to chopping wood for steamboat boilers, operated by forced labor as well. The effects were devastating. Many of the women hostages starved, and many of the male rubber gatherers were worked to death. There were many different terrifying practices used. One of the most famous was that soldiers of the first public, who was Congolese, had to prove that they haven't wasted bullets, or worse yet, saving them for use in mutiny. 
for each bullet expended, a Congolese soldier had to present to his white officer the severed hand of a rebel killed. Baskets of severed hands thus resulted from expeditions against rebels. If a soldier fired at someone and missed, or used a bullet to shoot game, he then sometimes cut off the hand of a living victim to be able to show it to his officer. Leopold II implemented the forced labor system in the Congo that was quickly copied by the other European colonial powers. This brutal practice was a catastrophe for the population of the Congo. During his reign, the population, the population decreased from 30 million to 15. Because the system's effects in the Congo could so easily be blamed on one man who could safely be attacked because he did not represent a great power, an international outcry focused on Leopold. That pressure finally forced him to relinquish his ownership of the territory and it became the Belgian Congo in 1908. Leopold II is a significant figure in history. He has done some good things for his own country, such as adversary or strong fortifications in the eastern part of the country, which slowed the advance of German troops in 1914, at the beginning of World War I. But his most important legacy, however, remained the human catastrophe that the rubber forced labor system brought to the Congo, a heritage that continued to echo in that region from more than a century after Leopold's death.